A while back, I mentioned that I would not publish another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show unless I was inspired to do so. Since then, I've lived up to that commitment. And today, I'm excited to say that I am inspired to create this episode. The topic, real authentic relationship happens outside of automation. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. A few years ago, my family and I went and saw the movie called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. This is where Tom Hanks had portrayed the character of Mr. Rogers. Now, I was a huge fan of Mr. Rogers when I was a child. I watched Every single day that I, I, I remember having just such a, a, a pleasurable experience watching The Electric Company, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. I mean, so much of my childhood, positive experience, positive memories of my childhood. And Mr. Rogers played a vital role. Now, when my family and I went and saw this movie... I was just mesmerized, hypnotized. I was lost in thought. I experienced an altered state of consciousness. And what I mean by that is the movie's going on, but in my mind, I find myself resonating with a, with a particular theme that's going on in this movie. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who picked up on this theme, but it's not necessarily the theme that I th- I thought that I was going to experience. I thought I was going to go learn about Mr. Rogers, how he got started, all of this other stuff. But what really connected with me was the story of how Mr. Rogers genuinely, authentically expressed care for each human that came across his path. Now, There has been in my life one person who has personified this for me to such a degree that I'm like, I want to be more like that. And that is when I met Dan Miller for the very first time. And in every subsequent meeting with Dan, now for those of you who have been following me for a long time, you know that Dan Miller has been a hero of mine going all the way back to when I read his book the very first time, 48 Days to the Work You Love, created an entire series of episodes with my commentary on how that was radically transforming my perception of the world and specifically as it relates to work and whether or not you can get paid to do what you love. If it were not for Dan Miller, I wouldn't be sitting here today doing what I do. Over time, Dan and I became incredibly close. 
He became a personal mentor of mine and a very close friend. And I, uh, I'm sure some of you already know this, but Dan has recently passed on from this physical reality and onto his next spiritual transformation. And I have had many people reach out to me and say, Cliff, I'm sorry about your loss. And I will tell you that for me, I count it all gain. How much my life has been blessed by being in the presence of this man for as many times that I had the opportunity to connect with him at such a deep level. There was one thing that I always felt whenever I was in the presence of Dan Miller, and that is when I was standing in front of him and he was communicating to me, I felt as though I was the only person who existed in his world. This was true, obviously, if we were in a one-on-one encounter. And what I mean by that is, well, he's not distracted by the buzzing of a notification from his phone. He's not looking around the room. He's not checking his watch. He's, He's fully engaged in the present moment with you being the center point, with you being the focus of his time and attention. And I had the privilege of witnessing this countless times sitting in his living room with a group of people and I would just be enthralled in just watching how he's able to have a conversation in a group of people, but where when, let's just say, the opportunity for me to communicate is there, Dan's focus and his, and his attention is on me, like purely on me. I don't know about you, but there are times when in my past... Sometimes when somebody else is chatting and the conversation is going on and I'm not the focal point in a large group setting, I might check my phone. I might check to see what time it is. I might I might be distracted by a number of things. But one of the things I noticed in Dan was that his attention was always on the person who had the floor, who was there in the present moment communicating their experience of life. And I have actually heard other people speak about this trait, this quality from Dan. It's like, man, I tell you what, Dan is somebody who you can just tell that he's in the present moment and he gets you. He's He is tuned into you, that kind of thing. Now, there's another aspect of Dan Miller and his quality and traits that I found also in this biopic, Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. And that was this quality of gift giving and or communicating in unexpected ways. In my office here, there is a plaque that's on the wall. It's a one of those wooden plaques And it's been engraved and it's got a scripture on it. And it says, without vision, the people will perish. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. That that is a gift that just randomly showed up one day. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't some special occasion. It was just Dan dropping a package at my front door. Well, delivered. Had delivered to my front door with a handwritten note. Now, Stephanie upstairs has 
a little uh, a plaster of Paris or one of those little molded things. And it has a 48 days quote, something that Dan was very well known for saying. And that was a gift that he sent to Stephanie with a handwritten note. And that still sits on the windowsill today. For those who knew Dan really well, and if you've ever had the privilege of going out to the sanctuary when he lived in Franklin, Tennessee, you may know that he had a custom piece of art of an eagle called Athena. And it was this bronze statue of an eagle taking flight. There were some replicas of that that he had made. And I'm very honored to be one of the recipients that Dan sent one of those replicas to. It's sitting right here behind my desk at all times. And and these are just, a f- and of course, all of these gifts, all of these things come with handwritten notes. And when I watched A Beautiful Day, and again, this was several years ago when A Beautiful Day was out in theaters, and I think that was 2019, I just resonated with this aspect, this trait of Fred Rogers. I loved how Fred Rogers would ask in this movie, that it's as it's portrayed, hey, can we take a picture together? And he had one of those little disposable cameras, but it's obvious that he would actually take that picture and he would go and have those developed. And the way that I perceive what's going on is that at the end of each of his days, or maybe even throughout his days, he's keeping a written journal. Hey, here's who I met today. Here's the name of this person who I spent some time with. Here's a photo, and I'm going to cut it out later, and I'm going to paste it right here. I don't know that Fred Rogers did this. They didn't show him doing that in this movie, as far as I can remember. I did see it at the theater I made a point to pre-order the movie when it was available for pre-order, saying, I know I'm going to watch this again. And I only just re-watched it a few months ago here in, or a few weeks ago, either at the end of 2023 or at the beginning of 2024. It's in my journal, but I'm not going to look it up because it's 9.12 now and uh, my mastermind starts at 9.30. So anyway, the way that I picture this is that the way he's able to remember people's names, there's this one scene in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood where Fred Rogers calls the one of the main characters of the movie who's writing a story in a magazine about Fred Rogers' life. Fred Rogers calls him and this man's wife picks up the phone. Fred says, oh, you must be so-and-so, and And he he mentions her name, and it's it's funny that I can't even remember the name, except for the fact that this was, you know, this was maybe even months ago when I saw it the second time, but anyway, the point is, is that Fred Rogers not only knew her name, but called her by name and asked about her son, asked how things are going, and says, do you mind if I talk to your husband, and and, and she says, here's the phone, And and she goes, oh my gosh. Mr. Rogers knows my name. And that feeling, it, it's its that feeling that I always had with Dan Miller. Oh my gosh, Dan Miller knows who I am. Dan Miller seems to have some level of care about who I am. Wow, what, how crazy is that? And that trait, that character quality 
was portrayed throughout this movie. I think I've shared enough. If you have not seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood where Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers, I would encourage you to go and watch this movie. It, it, is an, it is an incredible movie, if for no other reason than to be on the lookout for how to show kindness, compassion, and genuine care for who other people are that they matter, that it's not their station in life, that it's not about judging what their experiences are, but just genuinely caring and expressing love. You know, I received an email from Steve Chandler this morning in my inbox from his newsletter, and he says, Dear coaches, to serve and love people, you do not need their prior approval. You do not need to please them and win them over. You do not need to please anyone. That is an absolutely false and toxic, hopeless, den-end, and near-suicidal business-wise pursuit. Just love and serve. Just love and serve. And that's what I saw personified in this biopic of Fred Rogers. And just love and serve is what I always saw witnessed in the life of my friend Dan Miller. It's been the number one trait that I attempt to live out in my life. This is something that I'm very happy to report to you that was a, it was a very intentional thing. This was not my nature, not my nature, but my conditioning had been very self-centered prior to experiencing this with Dan and way before I saw this movie, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But for me, what happened was when I experienced this with Dan, I was like, I want other people to feel the, the way that I feel when I'm in the presence of Dan Miller. It, it was very clear that it wasn't about him. And it reminds me, my friend David Foster, who I met through Dan Miller, it's amazing, another mentor and dear friend in my life, two of which have now passed from this world. But David Foster once shared a quote, and I, it might have been a Maya Angelou quote or something like that, but he said this. He, he recited this quote, people will never remember all of the things that you achieved. They will never remember all of the accolades and the trophies and all the fancy things that you owned and all of your possessions. Instead, what people will remember about you when you're gone is how you made them feel. Putting all of this together, I, I began an adventure. I began a journey of discovering how does Dan do this? How did Mr. Rogers do this? How can somebody put so much attention on other people's lives when there's so much going on in our own life? And, and if you ever think that Mr. Rogers' life was perfect, it, it, they don't go into detail about um, maybe some relationship blocks that may have happened in his relationship with his children, his son, but it, it's in there. It's a, There's a little bit of that in there, and yet to still have this presence with people, to still have this non-judgment, and even for one's self. As I said, there have been a number of times when I'm like, okay, I want to figure this out. I, I intentionally 
found ways to spend even more time with my friend Dan Miller. I had worked with him for more than a decade producing his podcast. That afforded me an opportunity to connect with him every single week for more than a decade. That relationship afforded me the opportunity to get tons of invites to all of his events and to go on cruises with him and his wife, Joanne. I mean, we we had some amazing journeys together. But one thing that I would do is I would always inquire about this quality, about this trait. And I would always try to figure out how does one have to think and or feel or believe to live a life that allows people to feel your presence when they are in your presence. So not gonna go into all of the detail about that, but I do wanna share with you maybe some stories that will tell you about just how much this means to others. And my hope out of this podcast episode, as I'm now trying to ask myself, why did I feel inspired? Well, the thought just instantly came to me. I had no idea, it was Mr. Rogers and Dan Miller being present, writing thank you notes, all of this other stuff, remembering people's names, journaling about stuff, and just showing up and loving and caring for people and not just thinking about transactions and is this person a potential client or not a potential client and all this other stuff. There's there's a billion little thoughts that are going, okay, that's a lot. There's a lot of thoughts flowing through the ether around my head about what could be included in this episode. But now that I ask myself, what do I want? to have you experience in this piece of content. And that is a desire for you to be very intentional about wanting people to feel noticed, loved, accepted, and appreciated when they are in your presence. And also, to let them know that even when they're not around, that occasionally they come to your mind and that you're thinking about them. Now, this can't be done for everyone, but this is one of those areas where do for some what you wish you could do for everyone. Some of the ways that I became very intentional about this, I immediately put into practice some things that I just witnessed in the life of Dan Miller, and that was this. I I would go and speak on stage at a conference. And then afterwards, there were, let's just say, 20 or 30 people who met me in the hallway who were waiting to say, hey, Cliff, I've been following you for years. I traveled from so far to see you speak at this event. It's so great to finally meet you. And imagine 20 to 30 people standing in line to, and, and kind of wrapped around in a semicircle. One of the things that I made a very intentional thing, and that is to not rush any one of those people away to look them in the eye, to listen intently and closely to what they're sharing with me, to really hear what they're saying, to maybe even hear what they're not saying, to be curious, ask questions. Now, quite frankly, there were a lot of people who would stand by and they were just astonished and blown away by this. And they acknowledged and even appreciated how much I would do such a thing and and sure that you know that it would take a long time for seven or eight or nine of those people to get their 
seven minutes to 15 minutes with me. And, and I'm not exaggerating. It's, I, I would really go into depth. I, and, but I would never, it's like, hey, I, I, I know that there are other people around, but I'm, I'm right here right now with this person. I developed this mantra, this affirmation, this belief that I'm always at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. And so I would just do that. And then when that person acknowledged that, okay, maybe there's some other people here that would like some of your presence. Thank you, Cliff. It's been great to chat with you. I would then go to the next person in line and I would do that. Now, some people would walk away. They're like, okay, I, I, this is going to take forever for, to, uh, for me to get a chance to see Cliff. And some may have walked away and never had that opportunity for various number of reasons. But this is the way that I did things for so long when I was doing these events. There are two instances that recently occurred that I want to share with you. One is from a guy named Joe. I recently was going through some photos and I found this old photo from, I think, a 2012 meetup that I hosted in Dallas, Texas. And I found this photo of a gentleman that I met back then face-to-face for the first time. I was speaking at the platform conference for Michael Hyatt, and I hosted a meetup, and Joe came. And I have photos of me with lots of other folks, but I sent Joe this photo. I said, hey, Joe, I came across this photo when I was looking for some photos of Dan Miller for the tribute post I just published on Facebook. I'd love to reconnect with you and find out what's going on in your world these days. And it's a photo of Joe and I, like he's got his arm around my back on my shoulder and we're both smiling. We had just engaged in a great chat, kind of like what I just talked to you about. And this is our selfie. And then right after this photo was taken, I was then off to have my conversation and remaining completely present with the next person. Now, since this photo was taken, I've seen Joe one other time that I remembered. The two times when we actually had a conversation, he knows that I, I've met him, and I have these pictures. I do these things. I, I literally, at conferences, I take pictures of people, and then I journal about who that person is, all of the personal details I can think to remember that that person shared with me, and I put the photo next to it. And so I reached out to Joe. He booked a session, and then he said this. He goes, hey, Cliff, thank you so much for reaching out. It's great to hear from you. I'll fill out the form. He says, I receive a ton of invitations to participate in a free coaching session or a master class. Most of those are useless sales pitches that provide no real value, but yours is different. I've not received anything so personal, sincere, and as direct as this invitation. While I'm certain our time together will be valuable and I appreciate your work, I would have, have not accepted your generous offer had it not had this very personal nature. I look forward to our time together. And so Joe and I did have that time together and it was such an awesome time of reconnecting. And since it is 9.28 and 34 seconds, and I see that Zoom is already telling me some folks are starting to log in a little bit early to the Zoom call for the Next Level Mastermind. I'm gonna stop here, but after the Next Level Mastermind, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna tell you one other story, and then I'll wrap up this inspired episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I'm back. <laughs> 
I just literally ended the Zoom call for the Next Level Mastermind. So I have very little recollection of exactly where I left off. I'm pretty sure I was reading the email from Joe and talking about the fact that, hey, it was that personal connection that made him accept an invitation to a one-on-one coaching conversation with me to catch up after all of these years. And I wanted to share with you another story. This has been the way that I show up in the world Going all the way back to, I would say, late 2009, it really got a a grasp on me in 2010, when I realized that at the heart of who I am, I want to be intentional about how people feel in any interaction and engagement with me. So I was on the Graham Cochran podcast several months ago. And just a few weeks ago, there was a gentleman that listened to my interview with Graham Cochran. He had signed up for my free the dream opening keynote address titled All Beliefs Have Consequences. By the way, if you have not seen that, head over right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop this. Pull up on your browser. Go to mindsetanswerman.com slash free and sign up for that one hour talk. If you haven't done it, this one hour free the dream opening keynote address, it will literally change your life forever. It will help you discover how many limiting beliefs you're currently unconscious of, how to discover what your limiting beliefs are, and not only that, but once you discover the beliefs that you have that are limiting you, you'll discover where did they come from, And you'll learn how to disassociate and get rid of them and how to empower and condition new beliefs so that you can actually get beyond where you are currently stuck in creating what it is that you want to create in this world. That's what I said at the end of the Graham Cochran podcast. I said, head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com slash free. A lot of people did that, including this gentleman who listened to the episode just a few weeks ago. So he signs up for my mailing list to get access to that. Now, on January 31st, I sent a broadcast email to my mailing list letting them know that I had a special coaching package, a special offer that I was making. Now, this was a broadcast message to everyone, regardless of how long they'd been on my mailing list. As a result of that, this message went out to somebody who just discovered me, who heard that call to action, who signed up for my Free the Dream 60-minute talk, and only to learn that he never received the access to said talk. But he did get this email from me that says, hey, I have this offer. So the email subject line that came in from this individual on January 31st was everyone who seeks clarity and or life slash business direction, dot, dot, dot. That was the subject line of the broadcast sales message that I put out to my audience. He hit reply on that email and it simply says this, hello, I confirmed my email three or four times and never got the 60-minute video. 
I was introduced to Cliff through a Graham Cochran podcast episode, and I would love to hear the lead magnet talk, but the site doesn't seem to work. And then he signed his name. Now, I saw that on February 1st, the very next morning. And I came in and I'm like, oh my gosh, the first thing that I'm doing is putting myself into the perspective of this individual. Okay, so I am him and I just listened to this conversation that Cliff had with Graham Cochran on a podcast. At the end of it, he talks about this amazing 60-minute talk that's going to help me understand my limiting beliefs. I have decided I definitely want this. Not only that, but ever since I've signed up for it, I never got the confirmation mail. I went and did it three or four times And none of that actually worked. And now here I am getting this offer for a coaching package. And I haven't even got this free thing that I signed up for. So the first thing that I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to see the world as much as I can from this person's point of view. And then I'm asking myself, how do I want this person to feel as a result of any response that he would get? So the first thing I said is I would want it to be personal. I would want it to be heartfelt. And of course, this person's name is on here. I could go and do searches. I could do all these different things. But I I started up and I said, you know what? Okay, let me just figure this out real quick. So I turned on the screen recording app, Loom, which also records my video. And so I look into the camera and I speak this person's name And I said, thank you so much for reaching out to me. And number one, thank you for signing up for my All Beliefs Have Consequence talk. And I'm thrilled to hear that it the message that's within it, that that my call to action resonated with you at such a deep level that you were willing to try to get access three or four times. I want to sincerely apologize for any technical difficulty. I am here to help you solve this. First and foremost, please understand that this person never dreamed that Cliff Ravenscraft was going to respond. This person happens to have content on YouTube. He has a channel, over 1 million subscribers. He sees that I've got lots of content out there as well. He heard a little bit of my story with Graham Cochran. And and so he's making some sort of idea about, you know, Cliff's probably got a support team that's going to answer this support ticket for me and get this solved. But here I am. I fire up the screen recording. And I said, okay. And I'm, again, I'm speaking to him by first name several times, very intentional, letting him know, hey, here's what we're going to do. By the way, I've confirmed the email address that you emailed me. It's actually the correct in here. Chances are the confirmation emails got stuck in some sort of spam or promotions folder or something of that nature. However, here's what I'm going to do. I'm manually going to create a password. And then I just created some funny password off the top of my head. I wrote it down. And I said, okay, now I've changed this manually inside of my Kajabi system for you. Now what I'm going to do is open up an incognito browser. And I said, okay, here is what you do. You type in cliffravenscraft.com. Go up here. Click login. I know you probably already know how to do that. I know you've already tried it. But now I'm going to type in your email address. And I typed it in. Now I'm going to type in the password I just created. And don't forget, this one's capital. Everything else is this. And it was a complex password that I created for him. 
And then I, I'm like, and then I hit sign in, and then I, it pulled up the library, and it showed that he ac- had access. And I said, here, you click here, and there's the video. Click here. There's that. There you go. Everything should be fine. Please do me a favor. If you still have any trouble whatsoever, hit reply on the email that sent you this personalized video. I will make sure that we get this worked out. And again, I sincerely apologize for any inconvenience. Now, how long did that take me? I don't know. The video itself was probably about four and a half minutes. I probably took about five to 10 minutes out of my day. Could I do this for everyone all of the time? No, but I have adopted a philosophy. I will always do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. I first heard that quote from Michael Hyatt, who first heard that quote from a pastor named Andy Stanley. So I sent this message to this person. Now, again, I did not have any clue who this person was. I I saw his name and it's got an you know, an address that is, you know, I'm not going to say which one, but it's kind of like an at Yahoo or an at MSN or an at Outlook. So there's no URL that that told me like what this person's brand is. And so I'm like, I, I, I don't know this person from any other person that's on this planet. It's a very anonymous. All I have is this person's name. That's all I have to go, and it's and it's not a, a, a totally unique name. I want you to understand, I did not spend and invest that much time to make this person feel this way because I knew that this person had a YouTube channel with over a million subscribers. I love it when I don't know that. I love it when it's just genuine. I love it when it's just inspired, and I love it that this is a part of how I try to show up as much as possible for everyone knowing that it's not scalable, but I try. And so I said, just want to let you know I've, I've resolved the email confirmation issue you were having. You can check out the details in this Loom video. And I sent him a link to the Loom video. And then I got this message. Hey, Cliff, I have to say, I was blown away to get the personal message from you, exclamation mark. I run a YouTube channel with over a million subs, and I understand the demands on your time and attention in such a publicly visible business. And taking a moment to personally solve a technical hiccup for a new visitor was so impressive to me. Two exclamation marks. And then he says, my life has been changed through success on YouTube. And he begins to tell me his story. He begins to share and invite me into his world. He begins to invite me into his story and experience of life. He opens up. And so he tells me about his YouTube. He tells me about his channel, the kind of content that he creates, and it's one of these outdoorsy kind of channels. And there's he builds cabins out into the wilderness. And there's a reason why it has over a million subscribers. And in fact, I used to watch his content. I wasn't subscribed to his channel, but I had watched a lot of his content over the years because I'm drawn to that particular content. So much so that a couple of years ago, I thought about buying some land out in the woods and following these people's different examples of building myself an an off-grid, 
not reliant on anything in society kind of cabin out in the woods. Not necessarily in a prepper, I'm afraid of the world collapsing kind of way, which I don't think that's his either. The whole idea is, is to get away from the the noise of the world, to get out and be in the silence of nature and to to kind of just be and, and go inside yourself and to be surrounded by nature. That, that has been a strong call in my life over the last several years is to experience this. So much so that I began doing searches and I'm like cabin in the woods that I can rent. And I'm like, okay. And I, and I did that and I'm like, okay, there's the Daniel Boone National Forest and that's only about an hour or so away and I could go there. And, and I started looking and it's like, okay, those are all, you know, there are ca- there's clusters of cabins in the woods, but they're all pretty close to each other. That's not out away from, it's, I'm still going to hear the cars going by. I'm going to hear other people out in their campfires that are just a couple hundred feet away or whatever it's like okay this still isn't what i'm seeing in these youtube channels and i'm like man maybe maybe i just need to go out and find my own land build my own thing and then i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna do that and so i i kind of get interested in this genre and then not interested it's like man it would be nice what but i don't know if i want to go through all the trouble that kind of thing so this comes up right then we began an exchange. So I shared with him, say, hey, thank you so much for sharing how my personal response to your tech issue resonated with you. And then I said, I wish I could tell you that I do this for everyone every day. However, as you're aware, this approach is not scalable. That's why I adopted the philosophy that I do for some what you wish you could do for everyone. And then we began to engage and I said, you know what, I've been following your content off and on over the years. I admitted that I wasn't a subscriber, but I took screen captures to show him in the history of his channel videos that you could see the red line of my progress that I've made on several of his videos. So we begin going back and forth. I invited him into a complimentary coaching experience. He's like, listen, I'm out in the wilderness and I can't do anything right now when it comes to solid internet connection. And I know that that's one of your requirements. I delighted to take it up, take you up on it when I'm back in the States and I have access to all of that and and all of these things. And then he says, Cliff, and, and by the way, I'd be delighted if you, if you said you're interested. Why don't you set aside some time? And as far as I'm concerned, just pick a, a cabin of anything you see on my channel. And dude, it's yours. I've got one that's up here in Alaska, just couple of miles from Fairbanks. I've got a couple here in the upper peninsula of Michigan. And it's it's like, you you make your choice. It's, it's, it's yours. And then I'm like, okay, now we're having this dialogue back and forth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now all of a sudden I'm confronted with fears that I didn't know I had about snakes out in the woods and, and bears and wolves because he started sharing about some of these things that are, that are out there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could handle this. And he says, Cliff, I would love to have you come out and try uh, the, this remote cabin life. He says, these are two cabins that I have, and he shares the location. He says, we've seen bear and wolves on this property. And I'm like, okay, now I, I was already concerned. What happens if a snake has been, you know, this cabin's been abandoned for a while? And what happens if there's a snake that has taken refuge in one of these? And I'm like, okay, why do I have that fear? And then he's talking about, oh, dude, it's so remote. We've seen bear on the property. We've seen wolves. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm just picturing this. It's like, why am I picturing this? Where did this fear come up? Anyway, so 
after he says we've seen bear and wolves on this property and it's dead quiet at night, there's also 3,000 feet of river that runs through this property. These are drive-in accessible around the end of April or snowmobile accessible all winter. It's a six-mile snowmobile ride from the nearest plowed road. They're both very basic, but in a genuine wilderness setting. Then he tells me more about his desire to definitely have a chat with me, a coaching session. He shares a bunch of other personal details. And then he says this, listen to this language, pick out a cabin, pack a cooler and grab a dirt bike helmet. If you ride, you are most welcome to anything I own. And I look forward to a good visit in the future. And then he signs his name. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I took a few days to respond. And I finally wrote back just like three days later. I said, would you believe that I've been putting off responding to your gracious offer due to the fact that it brought up a number of fears within me? Seriously, I consider myself the mindset answer man. And wow, I didn't realize how many limiting beliefs that I had harbored all of these years about being out in the wilderness all by myself. I think I told you in a previous response that I'm not really an outdoors kind of guy. By the way, that in and of itself is a limiting belief. Yet, I always have been drawn to this exact kind of content that you make, and there seems to be some sort of call to invest more time in nature and to Uh, spend more time in isolation away from the noise and distractions of the world. Then your offer came in and it became quite real. And my wife said, when are you packing your bags? And And basically I put in parentheses, she's saying, there's no way I'm going out into the woods without access to power and indoor plumbing, but you go and have an amazing adventure. I wrote, I'm going to take some time to process my fears of what what if I come across snakes, bears, wolves, and etc. I'm sincerely appreciative about accepting this amazing opportunity. I promise to get back to you soon about it. I look forward to connecting with you in the future. I just uh, finished up one of your videos and I told him which one. I love what you're doing. I'm genuinely filled with gratitude for your offer. Look forward to more connections. And then he wrote back again. He says, hey, Cliff, let's call it an open-ended offer. Whenever you feel ready, the door is always open. Besides, you won't be alone due to the fact that you will, at the very least, have to follow me to the property or you'll never find it. You're welcome to ride with me, of course. There are two cabins, so I'll grab one and you can take the other if you need anything. I'll only be a, a quarter of a mile away. If you want the place all to yourself, that's fine too, but the country is all trails, wilderness, and logging roads. You'll need to be shown in at least. Beautiful country, but very easy to get lost in. No worries, no time limit, and there's no scarcity to this, laughing out loud. Hope you're having a good week and look forward to chatting in the future. And so this relationship has popped up, and this, my friends, is how so many amazing things have shown up in my life. If there's any one attribute that I have learned from Dan Miller more than anything else is be intentional about being present with people. When you're there, don't get distracted. Don't check your watch. Don't look at your phone. Don't say, hey, I need to go. Uh, Don't see somebody across the room and say, hey, do you mind if I go chat to that person? Be there fully present with the person in front of you. Don't rush them. Stay curious. See the value that they're sharing of their story and their life 
brings to the overall experience of your life, genuinely love and care and serve. These are the attributes that I just wanted to share. And in a way, this is yet another tribute that I will play to the role that Dan Miller has played in my life as a personal friend and as a mentor over all of these years. And the stories that I could tell about Dan Miller are endless. And I will probably bring up many more in the years to come. But I, I felt inspired to share this message today. And I started the second half of this right after my next, next Level Mastermind, which, by the way, you can learn more about that at nextlevelmastermind.info just saying. But I'm getting ready to go into my green room mastermind now, and it starts in six minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up here, and I'm going to ask myself, what is it that I hope that you take away? And I know I kind of talked about that in the beginning. Number one, people in the end are not going to care about how successful your business is, how much money you've earned, how many subscribers you had, how big your mailing list is, how much money you've generated, how many houses, how much, how many things you have. In the end, when you're gone, the only thing that will really be burned into people's mind is when they came across you, how did you make them feel? Remember that. And I also want to say, that you can choose to be intentional about shifting your way of being in the world in such a way that the focus isn't about you, but seeing the value in everyone, regardless if they have a million plus subscribers. This whole relationship that I just shared with you in this latter part of this episode, I didn't know that this was going to come out of it. I was doing that having really no clue who this person was other than the first name. I just share this because I felt inspired to tell you that authentic, genuine, true relationships happen outside of automation. They happen outside of sales funnels. They can happen. Don't don't get me wrong. Automation and sales funnels can bring people across your path. But real, genuine, authentic relationships happen when you get curious and become present with the person that's either on right in front of you if it's face to face or becoming present with the words that are in the email that have been communicated to you or the direct message or the comment on a Facebook post can you put yourself into the mind of that person what what would have caused what would they be needing to think or feel to have made that comment and to write those words. What might be going on in their world? Could you be curious and send them a direct message and say, hey, I saw that you posted that comment and I just wanted to say thank you today. How are things going in your world? Be present. Make people feel loved, valued, seen. And with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Hey, real quickly, I mentioned that I sent an email to my entire audience on my mailing list. And I want to mention that offer right here, right now. And regardless of when you're listening to this, you can ask me if I have any openings for the $1,500 package. Here's what it is. It is three one-on-one, 90-minute, full-blown coaching experiences with me 
within 90 days. Now, this package is only $1,500. This, by the way, is a massive savings on what I typically charge for my coaching packages. For example, my one-on-one coaching typically requires a minimum of a one full year coaching relationship agreement. Also, the minimum that I charge is $12,000 per year for my one-on-one coaching. And also, that includes one 90-minute full-blown coaching experience each month for 12 months. So, if you were to email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and put $1,500 coaching offer in the subject line. You could have three 90-minute one-on-one sessions at a much lower rate and without the full one-year commitment. Now, these three 90-minute sessions can be once a month for three months, once a week for three weeks, The only thing is, is that you would need to use all three 90-minute sessions within 90 days. If you are interested in going really deep with me about exploring your dreams, your goals, your vision of the future, your business ideas, your personal, professional obstacles that you're facing in your life, anything you're struggling with, if you just need somebody to bounce ideas off, strategy, clarity on next steps, anything that's going on in your world, personally or professionally, I have a $1,500 offer, and all you have to do is email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Put $1,500 coaching offer in the subject line, and tell me that you're interested. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and